If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to <laughs> the, the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Podcast. This broadcast originally appeared as a live video in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group on Facebook. So if you want to watch live videos, get sewing questions answered uh, live, and see me almost wipe out as I walk to my chair to begin the Facebook Live broadcast, then go to facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe. Hi, Mom. Hi, Karen. Um, uh, yeah, so I was uh, – I what I have to do in our, in our setup here is – my phone, which is filming Facebook Live, is sitting on a table in front of me with a big uh, TV, actually, uh, and so that I can see your comments. And uh, if you're here, please say hello because Facebook Live's new format doesn't let me see who is here quite as accurately as I feel like the last format did. So please say hello. Um, hi, Julian. So I have to go around the front of the table, and sometimes there are lots of cords and things because I'll have a machine. I'll have, you know, um, my computer here so I can record the podcast. And today I have the IV pole <laughs> with the SewHere.com uh, tote on it behind me, and uh, I almost tripped and completely wiped out. So anyway, uh, hi, Sandy. Hi, Julian. Hello, Galenda. Uh, it is – and Fred. Hi, Fred. It's great to see you all. Yeah, and um, it's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. I know that in uh, different countries it's different times. Um, but today we're going to continue our exploration of the So Here box. Hi, Donna. Uh, Donna let me know that she got to meet some people from Missouri, and she, uh, she got to meet them at a football game this weekend, and so I thought that was really cool. Hi, Janelle. Um, I'm going to start out today with a little story. I posted a picture of, um, well, first of all, Donna posted a picture of her dog in a doggy sweater uh, in the self-sewn wardrobe group, and it was awesome to see. And uh, <laughs> I, I was reminded of my own dog sweater story when I saw her picture, and I think it's a really good one. And it just speaks to so many of the frustrations that we feel when we sew. So I had a wool sweater from Old Navy that I thought was too scratchy to wear. It was really cute. It was green with like all this fair isle stuff up at the up at the neckline. And I really enjoyed wearing it with, you know, with another shirt under it. But it was too scratchy kind of to wear like over a sleeveless shirt. So I decided to make my dog a sweater out of it, okay? And my dog is a pug boxer mix. And she's the biggest... PIA like ever. She's she's kind of neurotic. She uh like she can't stop licking things. Okay, so like my baby, now she licks her all the time. She licks me, she licks everybody. Um and so uh she she's a big licker. She likes to, you know, get all up on top of you. Uh and and she's a fine dog, but she can really be kind of a neurotic mess. So anyway, I took this cardigan, this old navy cardigan, and I put it on her. Like I put her her little 
front paws through the sleeve holes. And I think I was living alone at the time. It was like right before my like then boyfriend, uh, you know, now husband moved in with me. And I'm putting this sweater on my dog. And like she was a model, model. This normally total pain in the behind dog. Let me put this sweater on her, okay? And I, I'm rolling up the cuffs on, on above her paws, okay? And then I button the front, and it's too big on her. And so she sits there and lets me safety pin the front of the sweater, like, so that it will fit around her body, okay? And she sits so calmly, but she looks so funny that I'm literally laughing and crying. I'm tears coming out of my eyes because she's walking around the house, like looking all spiffy. I think she can tell I was just like really paying a lot of attention to her and she really liked it. And she's short haired. And Donna said, that's mine too. So Donna, you literally have a pug boxer mix as well. That would be hilarious. Okay. So she's a short haired dog. I do this sweater for her. I think it's like November ish, you know, uh, because actually I think Facebook gave me the memory the other day and, uh, I, I put it on her. I let her outside. She does a great job. She's taking good care of her clothes. She's not like rolling around in like a deer stomach or anything like that. Uh, she's, she's being a good dog, but then my mom's dog sees her in the sweater and she like starts growling at her. She's like, you know, she like doesn't like it um that that fancy my dog's name is fancy that's partially my fault that she's a pain in the butt um she reba doesn't like it that fancy is wearing this sweater and i'm like quit it quit it you know you know stop that and i, I kind of like put a stop to it but this was still when we kind of like let the, let them run loose together and then you know a few hours later reba has chewed the sweater off of Fancy. Fancy is fine. Fancy doesn't look like offended or anything, but she is naked, okay? There's no more sweater. Reba chewed it off of Fancy. And yes, that's right. My mom has a dog named Reba, and I have a dog named Fancy. This was before Reba did the the Fancy song. Um, So, yeah, uh, that was, like, kind of a nicer sweater, that I took a lot of effort and I like was going to write a blog post and everything and had everything written up and stuff. And then, yeah, Reva just chewed it off of her. So I thought that was hilarious. Okay. Um, so I wanted to share my dog sweater story. And then Becca also shared a picture of her dog in a little dog coat that she made for her, for Maple. And she said that was one of her first serger projects. And I kind of forgot about it, but it was. And she did like the edging with pearl cotton on the serger and it was so neat. And so um, anyway... We've, we're all, I get, there's more dog sewing in this group than I thought, and I'm glad to see it. And uh, anyway, fabulous to know all of you. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about two more things that are included in the Sew Here box. And the Sew Here box is going to be our quarterly, um, uh, our quarterly curated sewing box that we allow you to order for a limited amount of time. Uh, for this box, orders end on December 7th, and the box is $84.99 for U.S. customers and $94.99 for international customers, and it's full of stuff 
uh, full of sewing things, full of exclusive SewHere.com merchandise, like this beautiful tote bag behind us. Um, and it's actually going to be full of surprises, too. There's more surprises in the box that I'm not telling you about, even though I really like to share. I just kind of like to put things out there. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a person who believes in a lot of, uh, mystical things or anything like that. But it seems like every time I talk to you guys about an idea or about a goal, then um, you all help me reach it or my friends help me reach it. And so anyway, uh, but I don't want to tell you about the secret things in the box because people who ordered it are going to get the secret things and it's going to be fabulous. Okay. Um, One thing that isn't a secret about your box is Wonder Clips, okay? Wonder Clips are fabulous. They literally are clips. I think this one will show up very nicely on the camera. Uh, If you ever sew something that you don't want to pin, a wonder clip is your friend. Okay? So I'm talking about vinyl, leather. If it's hard to get a pin through, like, a zipper plus, I don't know, a, a quilted, you know, fabric to make, like, a bag or something like that, Wonder Clips can help. Wonder Clips can just be a nice alternative, you know, two pins anyway. And then I've heard a lot of people, Wonder Clips came out a couple years ago. And of course, we've needed something like this in sewing for a long time. And we've ended up using things like bobby pins or binder clips or something like that. But the nice thing about getting a clip that is uh, like this, like a Wonder Clip, is that you'll notice that it's a flat-sided clip, okay, on one side. So it's curved on one side and flat on the other. So when you send your project through your machine, you're not distorting it like in the past when I'd use binder clips and hair clips and things like that, okay? So your project is going to lay nice and flat as it goes through your machine, as well as the wonder clip. And these wonder clips actually also have like a an eighth inch mark and a quarter inch mark. Um, and I think that a lot of people use them for quilt binding uh, in particular. And I just use them on all sorts of stuff. I mean, all the time. And when wonder clips first came out, they were just red. Um, they came in 10 packs, they came in 50 packs, and they were a bright red color. And then they came out with a rainbow pack. And so there's like this almost, it's kind of a purple, red, pink color, like a fuchsia kind of thing, an orange, a yellow, a blue, and a purple color. And I, we, I, we don't have an open pack of the, of the rainbow 50 pack at the shop because we have two open packs of the red wonder clips at the shop that you know the 50 pack and so I would think it I mean we don't need 150 wonder clips open in the shop but we do have 100 open in the shop and I think it'd be wasteful to open another pack uh here we have the rainbow ones at home but I do I find the rainbow ones to be so beautiful so joyful to use. I mean, literally, they brighten up my sewing room and my sewing project. Karen says, I never realized that Wonder Clips have markings on them. Yes, they do. And actually, there are different sizes of Wonder Clips now. There's like a jumbo size and there's a mini size. And I think the mini size is even like tapered a little bit. So if you're doing very fine work, you can use Wonder Clips like that. In the Sew Here box, you're going to get a little 10 pack of the rainbow Wonder Clips. So it's two of each rainbow color uh, for you to either supplement your Wonder Clip 
collection or to test out the product. And Becca was using the Wonder Clips as stitch markers the other day on a knitting project. So that was an, yet another use for them. They're they're super wonderful. You're going to have a great time with them. And, you know, uh, everything in the Sew Here box is... Uh, discounted heavily. So if you already have Wonder Clips, don't think, oh, well, I don't need any more Wonder Clips. Yes, you do. You can lose them. They can um, go bye-bye. You might need them in a travel sewing kit. I'm just going to say that, you know, if there's something else besides scissors, okay, that you can have, that you can't have too many of, it might be Wonder Clips. And I'm just going to clip these beautiful guys on my computer here, holding up this sign that says sewhere.com slash box. That gives you a link to the product on our website. Um, would anybody like me to do Black Friday, any Black Friday sales? You tell me. I'll think about it and figure out how I want to do that. I'm, I'm thinking there's definitely some things I could put on sale that, you know, aren't associated with the box or anything like that. And uh, anyway, if you all want Black Friday sales, let me know. Okay, let's talk about something else that's in the box and a big favorite, something we dedicated an entire Sewing Out Loud episode to. And we've got some huge fans of this product in our store. That's Annie Soft and Stable. Okay, this is a foam product. They market it as, oops, excuse me, as a batting alternative, uh, the Annie's product uh, line and their company. Okay. Oh, Donna says, surge your thread on sale for Black Friday. <laughs> you may have read my mind, Donna. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll set something up for that. Okay. Uh, um, Annie Soft and Stable, seen as a batting alternative. I was never a big, like, fan of foamy things. And then we had a guest educator come and teach here named Evie Hawkins. She owns the company A Bit of Stitch. And she told me to get an Annie Soft and Stable. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she said, you know what? I can get, I, you know, if you want me to, I can get it in and, you know, I'll kit it up and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, you just take care of it. Go ahead, Evie. And she, she said, okay. So then the product came in. And her sample came in for the project that we were going to be making uh, in the class. And... I was so impressed with this stuff. I loved the way it felt. We made a little purse in the class. We quilted it on the Baby Lock Sashiko machine, which is a machine that kind of duplicates a hand quilting stitch. Um, and uh, that machine can be kind of finicky. You really got to follow the rules with it. You can't can't do anything wrong, okay, on the Sashiko or else you'll be sad. And the... She said that this this was a great thing to put through that machine. And I was like, oh, I'm surprised because, you know, I didn't know if it would cause it issues or something like that. And then I thought, well, this foam is great and I'm, I'm sure it's fine. But, you know, I would probably follow the same rules that I normally do when I talk to people about putting batting in bags. And that's that sometimes when I sew batting into something, I trim it away from the seam allowances. Like I only include it in one seam. I won't put it in a boxed corner or something like that. But... With the Annie Soft and Stable, it is just, it's just a miracle product, okay? You can sew it into a seam and then it will move and behave properly, okay? You can also use scraps of it to 
you know, make bigger pieces with really seamless joints and then use it in bags. Or even here, this is um, a little faux bra cup right here, okay? Um, I actually had these samples cut from a Stitcher Social demo of the Annie Soft and Stable. And when I asked people the question, if someone was going to deliver a sewing box to your door, what would it have in it? And a few of you said, Annie Soft and Stable, I'd like to try it out because you all have talked about it on the podcast. And so in the box, there are going to be two, I think they're like 18 by 19 pieces of Annie Soft and Stable, one black and one white. And that's enough to make like a little bag or a couple of bra cups or something like that. Um, you can give it a shot. It is a little thicker than like the the thinner bra foam that you can get from like a bra supply warehouse, but I kind of like it for uh, like a bathing suit top or maybe just a little increased modesty. Uh, I have always been super self-conscious. I'm just going to talk about it right now, so I guess maybe I'm not that self-conscious, but always super self-conscious of like my nipples poking through my bra. And so even though I don't want to have um, uh, like – a lot of padding. It's nice to have some some modesty sort of there. Uh, okay, so what I want to show you all about the Annie Soft and Stable is this is a pattern piece from a pattern called the Scraptastic Basket. I can't, I'm I'm very sorry that I did not look up the blogger's name who made this pattern, but she it's a free it's a free pattern and this is what it looks like. I think this is the large version of the scraptastic basket right here. Um, it's a cute little kind of tulip shaped pattern piece that uh, works itself into a very pleasing little basket. She has a used interfacing and quilters cotton. We've used home deck fabric and then not interfaced it and used any soft and stable and it makes it so. Uh, standy uppy, that's what I like to call it. So on this pattern piece, what I'm showing you here, and I'm kind of trying to uh, uh, place this black piece of Annie Soft and Stable in the light here, is that we have seamed this pattern piece together from two scraps. We've just butted up two pieces of the Annie Soft and Stable and zigzagged, okay? And it makes such a nice smooth join. I have, an, I have another pattern piece here that was pieced together in the same way, and we have actually sewn it into half of the basket. And when I turn it right side out, you can't see the join through the fabric. It just literally is seamless. So here is half of a scraptastic basket. And so it's a lovely product. It's easy to work with, and it's fabulous for reducing waste because we have a basket full of Annie Soft and Stable scraps, and we will just um, pull from it to use. Uh, the same thing for when you're putting together something curved like a bra cup, okay? So I sewed together that curved pattern piece of the Scraptastic basket, just like you would a normal kind of, you know, traditional seam. I put right sides together. I sewed on the seam allowance and turned it right sides out, okay? Now, on my bra cup samples here, what I've done is I've got two convex curves, and I've butted them up to one another, and I use the edge-joining foot on my sewing machine. 
I run the edge joining foot down my little seam and I have a zigzag that will, you know, as it goes left and right, it picks up both sides of the Annie soft and stable. So I've got the Sophia here. Sophia has been doing a lot of heavy lifting for the self-sewn wardrobe group. Um, I'm going to turn her towards me and pick a zigzag stitch. We all know that it's kind of hard to sew sideways. I'm going to make it a little wider, okay? <laughs> Eric says, Annie's soft and stable will be a lot better than the Danny's rough and flimsy I've been using. <laughs> so, Eric, this brings up the fact that <laughs> there are some other products out there. <laughs> That claim to uh, be stiffeners, okay, for bags and baskets, etc. But Annie Soft and Stable, I think, really takes the cake. And it is a little pricier, but it doesn't feel crunchy inside your uh, inside your uh, project, inside your bag or your basket or your clothing or anything like that. So I really like it. <laughs> Danny's rough and flimsy. <laughs> and then every time mom and I try to talk about Annie's soft and stable or, you know, another person does, we're like, well, it's really soft. It's really flexible. But then again, when you just leave it there, it's very stable. So they really did come up with the perfect uh, name for their product in Annie's soft and stable. Okay, so what I've got here is I've got the edge joining foot on my Sophia. I'm going to do my best to... So sideways here. And what I'm doing with my two pieces is I'm putting those two edges together. They're not overlapping. They're not right sides together. They're just going to be side by side. And so you can lift your presser foot. This is, okay, the one thing about the Sophia that I've told everybody who's emailed me ever, the Sophia doesn't have a knee lift. Not that you can use it when you're sewing backwards um, on camera, but I do like a knee lift for projects like this. Okay, I'm gonna check and make sure I've got everything lined up. Yep. And then I'm going to, I really want you guys to see this, okay. And all I'm doing is watching my two layers now, I hesitate to call them layers, my two pieces of Annie Soft and Stable as it goes through the machine. I'm making sure that they line up with that center guide on my edge joining foot. And I'm missing a little bit because I'm uh, to the side here. I'm gonna make, oh, I'm gonna make my zigzag stitch wider too. I need to do that. Here we are. And you hear it just humming along. It there's no problem coming, uh, like to to sew through the Annie soft and stable. It's not a big deal. The edge joining foot has a guide in the center. It doesn't extend into the stitch area, so you can do a zigzag stitch. Okay, and then I, real quick for the people who are watching the video, I'm going to turn the machine around. Maybe. Do you all see how this curved? piece of, you know, what's going to kind of become a bra cup is coming up behind my foot and it's curved and it might be like kind of hard to get into. Okay. Uh, so that's fine. We are really only concerned about what's under our needle at the moment. And so I'm going to turn the machine around again and line these guys up and get my foot control back to where I can reach it. 
if there are any graphic designers in the group and they create a uh, a logo for Danny's, what was it, rough and flimsy? <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> okay, so I'm getting to the end here. And as I mentioned, I missed a little at the beginning, but such is the, you know, life of a seamstress on camera um, without a camera crew. Okay, here is, I. this is my, uh, my black soft and stable with white thread, okay, is what I've done here. And it's all together, except for the little beginning and end pieces. Uh, these pieces were just cut as samples. They aren't actual, like, pattern pieces, okay? Uh, so... They they are nicely put together. They're still flexible. And look, it kind of, you know, doesn't it look like it could hold something like a little, a, I mean, you know, that's a nice size boob. Um, or a, or, or whatever, if you're going to make a little cup or a little bowl. Marissa just said, this looks so much nicer to work with than buckram. I made one bag with that and said, never again. I may have spoken too soon. So I don't want to say like that Annie Soft and Stable replaces buckram for everything, but for a bag, honestly, it really does. It stands up to the challenge. Like, I know I love bags, okay? I, I have a ton of them. I bought a ton of them. I like to make them. I like to design them. It was one of my projects in uh, my senior year of high school to, like, design, like, the perfect purse, okay? So I, I'm I'm completely, completely... Uh, you know, sympathetic to wanting to make a really nice bag. But I think, you know, for like anything like a diaper bag or something, you want to stand up a little more. Or I like my purse to be a little structured, but I don't want it to be like hard or, you know, stiff or anything like that. So yeah, the Annie Soft and Stable, it's great. Uh, a couple things about the Annie Soft and Stable. They mentioned on the packaging that the white can discolor over time. It may yellow a little bit, but they said that it's just part of um, you know, the nature of the product and it doesn't actually like break it down. It's 100% polyester. So it's washable and dryable and that's all good. You really shouldn't have any shrinkage, um, or anything like that. I bet you can't say the same thing about Danny's, uh, rough and flimsy about no shrinkage. Okay. And so then here is the cute little basket that is, uh, ours is actually, it's got some buttons in it. Uh, and it really, it really is wonderful. I've made a few of these baskets and actually made them uh, drawstring tops, okay? Uh, Sandy says, sorry, I missed it earlier. Did you say you could use this in a bathing suit cup? Yeah. Um, and so I have, I've used it um, in a bathing suit cup before, and I really liked it. Like I said, it might be a little thick for some bra applications, but I really like the idea that it could provide the the nipple modesty for me. Um, I really like that. And what I have been working on is kind of modifying some bra patterns using this and then actually just stretching knit fabric over the cup to make it like a, you know, quote unquote seamless cup without actually getting molded cups because I feel like I have a little bit of a an odd boob size. Um, it's kind of, uh, I have like a wide rib cage, but then not a lot of breast tissue. So I need like this wide, shallow cup <laughs> that like no one wants that. So I guess that's why they don't make them. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so that's why I'm interested in making my own bra cups. And actually the day I was in here making my own bra cups, I would like go into the office, and, like take my shirt off. And I was kind of like, you know, moving my body around. I'm like, oh no, this needs to be longer. This needs to be shorter and like pinning things. And you gotta be careful about that when you're making your own bra cups. 
cups to fit your body. Um, but, you know, do be careful. Uh, and, yeah, that it, those are two of the two of the uh, products that come in the Sew Here box that you might already have at home, or maybe they're things that are new to you. And uh, things in the Sew Here box, like I said, it's about $144 worth of fabulous stuff for $84.99 or $94.99 if you are international. And on the page, it's sewhere.com slash box. There's a code for free shipping. And if you forget to use the code or something like that, I will be happy to refund you. No problem. It has happened to a couple of people, and I have promptly done so. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, I made mention today of the edge joining presser foot, so I'll just hold that up real quick and talk about it for a second. It has that center guide that does not extend into the stitch area. So that's the important part about the edge joining foot is that you have the freedom. Here, I'll hold it up. Oh over the yellow backdrop. You have the freedom to choose whatever stitch you wish with this foot. So be careful. Um, we recorded a whole podcast about this on the Sewing Out Loud podcast. Be careful when somebody says, oh, you can use your blind hem foot to do to instead of an edge joining foot. For some applications, you may be able to, but you know, a blind hem foot the metal guide that supports the blind hem stitch actually extends into the stitch area. So do be careful because if you choose a different decorative stitch or something like that, you could be in trouble. Uh, so if I, this is something a couple people said, oh, I wish that in the, in the box, in your ideal box that uh, had, you know, fun sewing stuff in it, when I asked that question, people were like, the perfect presser feet for every project. And that's tough because actually, um, you know, because every brand can take a different presser foot. And I don't think I'm actually supposed to even ship Baby Lock uh, presser feet. I'm not supposed to ship anything with the Baby Lock logo on it. So uh, that makes it difficult for me. But it is something that you can uh, go to your local sewing store. Every brand has an edge joining foot or if they call it the edge stitch foot or something like that. You want that center guide that doesn't extend into the stitch area. Um, just ask for that. It's a pretty common thing. So no problem there. Uh, this is a foot that I could almost leave on my machine all the time I use it so much. So anyway, keep that in mind. And thank you all so much for watching today. We got some pretty funny jokes out of this session. I will see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And tomorrow is Wednesday, November 23rd. Um, after this week, so I'm not going to be live on Thursday or Friday of this week. Because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we After this week, we are going to be doing a new live schedule. And that will be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And I know that we all really enjoy the live broadcast. I do too. But I feel like I'm uh, not like I'm slacking. But that I haven't gotten a few things done that I have talked about in the live sessions like some of the blog posts or getting some of my challenges down to offer to the group because I really like to see everyone's responses to the prompts and challenges. So I want to make sure to be getting that work done um, for you all. And things could change again. Uh, you know, we could have another fun week of everyday broadcasts for sure. But for now, after this week, after I go live tomorrow on Wednesday, I'm going to be uh, going live on Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, thank you all so much for watching. Hey, Lauren, thanks for saying I look good. It's my new lipstick, my new glasses. All right, everybody, have a great day.
If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes. 